Hello. Hey, there you are. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you went dead, and I was like, I don't hear you anymore. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How's everything down south in the land of hell? Hot. Well, you know, your governor... Hot. Hot. Your governor did say that he feels like he would have been one of Jesus' disciples. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So... You know, it, the fact that, that Florida is going to hell is kind of ironic in that case. He's a winner. I can't wait till he's in the White House. Uh. <laughs> so what's going on? How you been? Uh, I've been hot and sweaty. Hot and sweaty? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how the uh, the next eight months are going to be. It's been over a hundred. Uh, we had a feels like a hundred and eleven last week. Ooh. Yeah. I remember working in weather like that. That sucks. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It's that looking for any kind of shade that you can to stand there, and then just trying to think about other things besides being hot. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, those sucked. Florida, the land of enchantment. No, that's that's New Mexico, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think it's Florida, the stupid state. <laughs> oh, you're the sunshine state. That's right. You're the sunshine state and the city beautiful. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, you don't like being surrounded by all those, all those Republicans. No, no? it's frightening. <laughs> it's frightening. I can imagine. I can only start to speculate about what the uh, retaliation against Disney will now be for acknowledging Pride Month. Oh, and Disney's going in like, like as much as they can. I saw all those, like they put up all these big, like pride signs and all the parks on like all like the gates. Yeah. Big, uh, photo ops. Yeah. And California actually did a hard ticket pride night event. I thought Florida was going to do that too. No, we've got some kind of conference that's going to be here in the fall. Oh, okay. I mean, at least Disney's yeah. like like sticking by their morals, I guess. Well, for what it's worth. Now that Iger's back. Yeah, I mean, they they they're gonna have to take a stand. Either they stand by what they've always 
said and done or they change because of all these stupid laws and I'm at least I'm a little bit happy that like they're sticking by what they had done in the past right you know better than nothing I guess heaven forbid anybody want to be who they are exactly fucking republicans (laughs) <laughs> oh it's the drag queens that you have to worry about well no the guys in dresses that are doing it are all in the church right but don't ban assault weapons no no why would you do that right frightening we live in a weird fucked up world yes only gonna get worse yeah probably yes but there there's an island in Ireland that will pay you to move there and refurbish abandoned houses and live there I've watched a couple of videos recently where it's like very affordable to buy a castle in Europe yes and it's like that's super fucking tempting. I mean, if you could get a fucking like work from home job and live in a castle, how fucking cool would that be? Right? I don't know. I think the living expenses would be very high. In a castle? Or in Europe? In Europe. In Excel. Oh. Just because it's probably not modernized the ones that are for sale for cheap yeah so it's like you know living in an old factory building castles for sale in Europe let's find out okay um you have a specific country well that's 30 million pounds what the fuck, man? How about cheap castles in Europe? Yeah, I I think it was on Instagram. There was a woman that was like, "Yeah, I bought I bought this castle for way less than what a house in the United States would be and like like there she she claimed that the living expenses were like less than $1,000 a month." These okay. are these are all like super expensive castles. So I don't know where she got hers. Maybe these are all the modern ones. Maybe like there's a black market for castles. That'd oh, be could weird. be. Seven hundred and eighty k in Italy for a historic tower. Uh, Which side are you on? Are you on Castleist? Castleist, yes. Okay. Ground there's there's five floors. Oh, here we go. 95k. 15th century castle. Oh, where are you looking? How'd you find that? Uh on on the homepage that opened for me. It's the second row all the way on the right-hand side. 
very green. Oh, is that the one in Ireland? Yeah. Okay. There's a fortified house in Romania. That could be kind of cool. <laughs> right next to Transylvania. 110K in Spain for an 11th century defensive tower. Hundred and twelve in France yeah. for a medieval tower. Like I want to see inside. Why are there no pictures inside these things? That's really what I want. I want to see what the living conditions are. <laughs> There's one in Waco, Texas for four hundred twenty-five thousand. Oh Jesus. How about for 150 grand in Pems, Wales, an island sea fort? Ooh, that could be cool. Listed sea fort for sale with outstanding potential. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Grade two listed fort off the coastal town of Milford Haven which history states was constructed between 1850 and 1852. It was constructed as a gun fort with the design and idea to protect the town of Milford Haven. If ever invasion was to take place, it was disarmed in 1929, however, um, but the original features are all still in place. And then it gives a website to click on and it gives it that that doesn't give you anything. But there is a there is a video. Yes. I mean, then you could just like fortify yourself in there and be like, okay, nobody's coming. You well, get... There's an unfinished castle in in Daytona Beach. One point one nine five million. But I don't want to live in America. I mean, the whole point of living in especially a castle, in Florida, yeah, is is somewhere in Europe. Four hundred and fifteen thousand euros in France for a thirteenth to fifteenth century castle for sale. Nice. So I guess there are options. So when the world goes to shit, you could fortify your own castle. Yes. That'd be great. So besides that, what have you been up to? Anything fun? Oh. No, I'm still playing around with my tiki bar and... Getting drunk at night. Getting drunk at night, yes. Blacking out, then you have no clue what the fuck's going on. No, I don't black out. <laughs> Yeah, it's been kind of a quiet week. Has it? Yeah. I uh, I went to the movies a couple times this week. You did? I did. What'd you see? Uh, first thing I saw was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. 
Oh, okay. Um, which is a very well done film. Um, it's yeah. apparently the largest animated film ever mounted by a studio. There was over a thousand animators. Oh, wow. They finished it. Uh, it was like 12 days before the premiere. Like it's just gigantic and it's part one of two. Um, I, did you ever see the first one? Did you ever see into the spider verse? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I really liked it. So this continues that this, they, they do even more cool like art styles and stuff. Um, you know, every earth that you go to is, is just a little bit different. Like the Gwen Stacy universe is all like watercolors. And okay. like when she said the watercolors are one color and then like as her mood shifts, like around her changes. Okay. It's really cool the, the way that it's done. And it's, it's all like, there's all kinds of callbacks to all kinds of Spider-Mans and like, they mix in some live action with some of the animation and um, they give homage to all of the Spider-Men that came before. And like, um, it's just told in a really, really cool way. Um, if you're going to see it, I don't want to spoil a whole bunch because it's, it's really fucking cool. Cool. I, I heard that the uh, Wallace and Gromit style one was done by a fourteen year old. The no, the there's a Lego one. Oh, the, oh that's right, the Lego one. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that a would Lego, make more sense. There's a Lego universe, and basically, Lord and Miller had been on YouTube and saw that this fourteen year old kid had reanimated. I think it was the entire Into the Spider Verse trailer as Legos. And so they reached oh, out okay. and said, you want to do a, do you want to um, animate a section for the new movie? And they, they gave him all the audio and said, turn this in when you're done. And he got his work into a major motion picture. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know like Lord and Miller have had their issues with like being kicked off a of solo and like, some of the projects they've done have run into problems, but like they are, they seem to be pretty cool guys. Right. They seem to like know what makes a good movie and how they can include the audience. Um, you know, including a 14 year old kid that loved the first movie. And so now he can point at that and say, that's my work. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the flash. Yeah, it's not doing well. I'm, I'm going to say it's not the movie that they said, like all those press releases that were like, this is, I've seen a, I've seen a early version of the flash and this is the greatest superhero movie ever. I don't think it's that. Um, but it's insanely good for what it is. Okay. I had, I, I had a particular hard time with Ezra Miller just because you know, the shit that he's pulled on the outside right. and it kind of pulls you out of the movie. I think that's the biggest detriment to the film. 
Um, and through a lot of it, there's two of them on screen. And so you're just not reminded once you're reminded that, Hey, okay, this dude is kind of a dick. Right. And he's playing multiple versions of this character. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a love letter to DC though, in much the way like Spider-Verse was, um, to like fans of Spider-Man. This incorporates a ton of DC history um, okay. in ways that surprised me. Like I was not expecting some of the things that showed up. Um, I had tried very hard to stay off of like websites that were going to spoil stuff. And right. the, my friend that went with me had been spoiled on one particular cameo. Um, okay. but like, like, because he's traveling through the multiverse at some point, um, all of these other options become available, um, of what earth he can go to. And it's, do you remember like crisis on infinite earths when they did it on CW and it was, they were pulling in all kinds of like DC history. Yes. It was that to the 10th degree. Like, Oh, like, okay. There are shots in it that are like, okay, that's insanely cool. It, so the, the scene that they put into, uh, what's the show on Max? It just ended. Titans. Titans. Remember the scene in Titans where beast boy is in the multiverse and he's hearing and seeing all these things. Yep picture that but with the DC movie universe okay um it's it's incredibly well done uh the visual effects are really cool I mean I know they had extra time to work on them so it's a very well put together movie but I think the fact that it's Ezra Miller hurts them because a lot of people are, are thinking the way that I'm thinking well, and I think the director said that if the movie does really well, then he will make more movies with Ezra Miller. And it doesn't sound like it's going to do well. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do well either. I mean, it's lower too- than Black Adam at this point. Really? Yeah. That's that's incredible, isn't it? Well, I th- I, mean, cause- I think that people are sick and tired of like, you have a lot of DC fans that had some of their favorite actors get kicked out of roles. And th- they hear that kind of shit where it's like, well, this dude that's like breaking into people's hotel rooms and holding them at gunpoint could right. very well be making more flash movies. And they're all like, fuck that. So I honestly think that that plays a, a large part into it. I mean, when you hear that, like, James Gunn steps into that role and starts canceling everything except for the project his wife is in. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Well, and I, apparently that show's not even going to get a second season until he's done with the Superman movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what's John Cena going to do until then? <laughs> He'll go back to wrestling. I guess. He'll make another family movie like Blockers. Or what was that fire 
the the fire one where he was like the fire fighter you know what i'm talking uh, about i don't i don't know no. i i don't really follow john cena no i mean he was pretty good in in um peacemaker peacemaker yeah but you know i don't know how much more he could do above that yeah well he's got all those commercials too <laughs> with the cow do. I don't know if huh? I've seen those. Oh, really? Yeah. I is it insurance? Maybe. I don't know. For Experian. Oh. I don't know if I've seen those. Well, they're all online, oh, so I'm sure they are. John Cena. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I have seen a couple of these. Well, I mean, as long as he gets, you know, people can make a living like that. Sure, why not? Sure. Have you yeah. seen the one where he parachutes with riding the cow? No. It's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I mean, he's definitely got a sense of humor about him, which I like. Yeah, he's it's he doesn't he doesn't take himself very seriously. And he's, you know, he's he's locked into a couple of big like franchises and stuff like that, but Right. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of future he has. I mean, he was in the Fast and Furious films. That last one was terrible. Ten. Ten was bad. You shouldn't see it. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. It was another movie that ended in a cliffhanger where everybody was in danger. And it's like nobody thinks that anybody in this cast is in danger. Sorry. Did you happen to watch um the the new season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds? I have not yet. No, okay. I have not yet. It's very good. That's all I'll say. Is it? Yeah. With Carol Kane? Yeah, she plays kind of this out there character. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but like it's, it's, oh, she does an accent that's almost like her taxi accent. Oh, really? Yeah. There it's, there's, <laughs> there's a weird choice going on there. Okay. But I don't know why it was decided that that was going to be her thing, but it is. Mm. I mean, the one picture I've seen of her, she looks pretty good. Yeah. Compared I mean, to when she was in Hunters. Well, that's got to be You know, she was very much her right? age. So, well, yeah. 
I mean, how old is she? She is 71. Well, it's not as old as I thought she was. No? No, but she's always played, like, older-type characters. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, can see she that. was she was uh, Oswald Cobblepot's mother on Gotham. Mm-hmm. You know, she was you know the the retired Jewish Nazi hunter. Right. Yeah, I I think like her joining the cast, I think is is cool because it's like the first kind of named actor to show up, um, you know, outside of the star Trek realm. Right. And everything that I've ever seen her in is like, she could bring a like levity to the, to the show in a way that they haven't experienced before. That's a good point. So uh, like the, the first season teases like, or the, the first episode teases, kind of a heavy storyline coming for this year or for this season. Right. And maybe they're looking to counter that with some like decent comedy moments and picked her as who they're going to bring in because there is going to be a live action crossover with, um, Star Trek lower decks. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Definitely looks like there's some cool shit coming. But we'll see. I'm hoping with the tease of the heavy shit coming that we're not getting away from the the episodic nature that was the first season of Strange New Worlds. Right. I want it to be like that. I I don't really want it to be like a full storyline. No, and I think that works for what the premise of the whole thing is. I mean, this is, you know, the early days of Starfleet and the you know, first do no harm, well, first contact, you know. Yeah, it's it's Star Trek. They're redoing like Star Trek. And they need to keep it that way don't don't fall into the thing yeah. of of we need to make it more like you know discovery because that that won't work that way won't work what else did I watch this week um I rewatched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. And my getting ready to see Dial Dial of Destiny. Um still holds up very well. Some of the visual effects are a little rough, but I mean it was like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of like matte lines and stuff. It's way better than Temple of Doom visually. Oh yeah. I was annoying my kid because I've seen it so much that I know most of the lines. And so I would turn to her and say the line right before Indiana Jones said it. She hated that. 
<laughs> but that's what you get if you're going to watch an old movie with me. That's right. And what do we have? Two weeks to go? Ten days? Yeah, the 30th. I hear mixed reviews, but I'm going to wait to make my own decision. Yeah, I heard it's good, but unnecessary. Well, I mean, so apparently what I had read was the the very original contract that was in place with Paramount was five movies. And when they got to Last Crusade, they felt like it was a good ending point. And so they kind of owed Paramount two movies. Oh, and now they've made up for it. So I I don't know if it was a legal decision. I don't know if like, you know what the deal was, but there was originally supposed to be five Indiana Jones films. Okay. Um, but I mean the last one has them literally riding off into the sunset. Yes. And I just, I don't understand like, unless it was a contractual thing where they were like, Oh, we need to do more. Because then you get fucking Shia LaBeouf with monkeys and it just doesn't work. Yeah. If he had not been in it, it would have been a much better movie. Well, if that didn't have aliens, it probably would have been better too. Well, yeah, but, you know. (laughs) I understand what you mean. Now... There was a picture of Karen Allen at the premiere. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether or not she has at least a cameo in it. Oh, possible. Do you know who else was at the premiere? Who? Two of the stunt actors from Hollywood Studios. Really? Like on the red carpet? On the red carpet. Why? I, Disney tie-in? I don't know. Like two of the actors that play like Indiana Jones? Uh, I was Kevin. Okay. And Michelle. Oh, okay. So Michelle's married to Jack Black's stunt double. Right. And she's done a lot of stuff on her own. Isn't Kevin like a Hollywood stunt guy though? Or am I thinking of somebody uh, else? No. Uh, Jason Gray is out there. There was somebody. He was an indie. I thought. I thought the dude Kevin had ended up like working for Marvel or something. Mm, no. Now there was an indie and Marion who were in uh, Shoemaker's Batman and Robin. They played the Flying Graysons. Hmm. trying to think of who that was hang on let me see if I can was it him No, I 
I could have sworn that that somebody that we had once worked with was the Hollywood stunt guy now. Maybe not. I digress. I don't know. Okay. Our listeners are going, what are they talking about? Yeah, we like to talk in code. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Someday, someday it'll all come out. That's right. And boy, <laughs> there's a lot to come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm. it must be somebody else that I'm thinking of. Maybe it's not a dude named Kevin. But that's cool that they were out there. Yeah. On the red car. Like, like were they walking up to people being like, I'm Indiana Jones at Disney? I don't I don't know how, like, if they're announced on the red carpet. Right. Because they were getting interviewed. People were, like, you know, calling them over and stuff. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Oh, never mind. You were indie stunt double? Well, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. That's funny. I mean, that's cool that they got to do that. And they get to like take pictures with like Harrison Ford and shit. Yep. Yeah, they they yeah. Did they say this guy he plays you at at Disney? And Harrison Ford goes, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is it important? No, not really. All right, never mind. That would be amazing. I, I did watch something new this week. What'd Not much. Okay. I, I watched the series Jury Duty with James Marsden. Okay. Um, it's on Amazon. I, I, as soon as the first episode started, I got like maybe 30 seconds in and I turned it off. <laughs> and then I went back to it because there's absolutely nothing on. Okay. And it's actually pretty funny. It's um, it's a, a office style documentary about a jury on a on a court case. Okay. Except every single person you see in the show is an actor, except for one guy. So it's like Joe Schmo. Yes. And James Marsden is in it. Who's James Morrison? Isn't that who you said was in it? James Marsden. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, it sounded like you said Morrison. It's no. like, who the hell's that? No, Marsden. Yes, and he plays himself. Oh, okay. So, like, he's trying to get out of jury duty, and he's, you know, causes some distractions. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was much... Um, It wasn't as slapsticky as The Office. Okay. But it, I mean, it really worked well. And then the final episode, 
they show you how they pulled it off. Oh, okay. Uh, where the cameras were hidden, and you know, there was one day that the guy was sitting in his hotel room waiting for his COVID test, which wasn't coming because they actually took all the actors somewhere else to, to rehearse for the day. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's worth checking out. Okay. And do they? The, at what point do they reveal that it this wasn't a thing for the dude? Uh, well, they make him the foreman of the jury, oh. and they go all the way to the end of the trial. Oh, really? And like all this weird shit happens. Like the the attorneys are kind of inept. It's about a woman who started an eco friendly fashion line, but a worker at a clothing factory got drunk and misprinted a bunch of her shirts and it ruined her career <laughs> and i mean the whole everything they throw out is so ridiculous right but but they, they buy into it and the, the the one guy who didn't know what was going on was like yeah i kept a diary the whole time because like i couldn't believe all the stuff that was happening <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So if nothing better to do, it's eight half hour episodes. Okay. Check it out. Was that like the only thing on Amazon? Yeah. I'm getting tired of Amazon now because um, every it's not just what's on Amazon. It's all this other shit that you can get free trials for. I noticed that. So like you scroll down thinking you're going to see what's on Amazon and you know, under the different categories and it's like, Oh no, free trial of AMC plus free trial of this free trial of that. Right. It's like, what, what the hell did you become? Well, they probably get a cut of that money if you stay on. Oh, I'm sure they do. You can watch Blazing Saddles, though. They just put that on. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Restored? <laughs> High def? Yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, we're getting a new Carrie Fisher movie. How? He made uh, a movie. Um doesn't really say when well uh, so the movie had wrapped six weeks before she died in December 2016 oh so they've been sitting on that for a while yeah and they had problems with the post-production budget and visual effects and then COVID-19 so took seven years to finish the movie Rita Ora's in it. Yeah. Huh. It's about two witches. Rita Ora is kind of the the city witch. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher is like the the forest witch. <laughs> and this little girl from the city accidentally ends up going through the forest and meet Carrie Fisher, and she trains her to be a Jedi. <laughs> gives her a lightsaber that looks like an apple yes 
I mean, it looks interesting. It's called Wonder Well. It'll be coming out the end of this week. On like in the theater or like on a platform? Uh, it's not really saying. I mean, she looks good in the picture. She looks really good in the picture. So she she must have been filming it between episodes. Was it four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Yeah, because uh, that's when she died. It's going to have a limited theatrical run via AMC in the U.S. from June twenty third, twenty twenty three, followed by a digital release. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, that seems to be like the play now. Is you put it in the theater for two weeks. And then you immediately put it on digital. Yeah. There's no like in between. There's not going to be like a DVD release of this. It'll right. Probably live on digital. I mean, it was... We got some. Uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. No. As I say, we've got some casting news about the final season of Stranger Things. Yeah, we're getting Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Sarah Connor. That's interesting. I think they try to de-age her and get some of those wrinkles out. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, speaking of wrinkles. Wow. Did you did did you see any of the pictures about Uh oh. What? I got to take this. It says partner's fraud for my bank. Uh-oh. All right. Hang on. Okay. Hello? I'm here. Uh, yeah. Um, I I went to Walmart earlier today, and the card reader at the self-checkout was broken. Okay. So uh, a transaction got denied because it couldn't read my chip and it wouldn't take the, the, the swipe. Okay. So they were calling to make sure that somebody hadn't stolen my card. Okay. But you're sure that it was for that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they tell you the amount of the, of the transaction. Okay. Gotcha. I do. So. Ew. Yeah. We t- I just watched a video of where somebody like had something similar, like, get a call out of the blue and it wasn't on the up and up. So I was just a little worried that, you know, yeah, I was getting a little worried because they kept saying, this is not a telemarketer call. We have important information. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, but the phone number was verified to my bank. So anyway, all right, cool. There you have it. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, so we talk about wrinkles. Yes. So British actress Glenda Jackson passed away this week. Okay. And I swear to God, in every picture they showed, she looks like fucking Ian McKellen. Glenda Jackson. Okay. Glenda Jackson. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. At first, I thought they had the wrong picture, but then I know. Then I saw other stories, and 
they had similar pictures, but they were all different. So rest in peace. Wow. Yeah, she she aged just like Ian McKellen. Yep. Dead at 87. Good for her. Yeah. She was also Good a member of the her. British Parliament. Yes. She co-starred with Michael Caine in The Great Escaper. I can't say I've ever seen that. The Great Escape or Great Escaper? Great Escaper. There's an R in the end. Okay. I've never heard of that. No, neither have I. <laughs> but she won an Oscar for in 1971 for her performance in the film Women in Love. Oh. Yeah. wonder what that was about. She was from that generation that didn't have good teeth. <laughs> There's some smiling pictures where it's like, ooh. Okay. That's why she smiles with her mouth closed now. She's a two-time Oscar winner. Are you there? Did you go away? I'm here. Okay. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, She also won for a movie called A Touch of Class in 1974. Okay. We'll see if the Academy puts her in the memoriam next year. Oh, I'll be damned. There's a movie called The Great Escaper. Yeah, with... Um, Michael Caine. With her and Michael Caine. Yes. And she looks like Ian McKellen in, that, in the picture on IMDb. <laughs> I can't spell escape. Hang on. Escape. What year did this come out? Uh, it's got to be fairly recent. Wait, so so the picture on IMDb is a recreation of the photo that was taken during the movie? Because no. Because he put, he escapes from a nursing home for, to attend the 70th anniversary of D-Day. So why is there a picture of them together young? Because they must have worked together before. Oh, no, that really says The Great Escaper. Okay, that's weird. I am baffled by this. What is going on IMDb here? doesn't show any dates for it. Maybe this is a glitch in the Matrix. It's the Mandela effect. So the great... No. In this... Okay, so in the summer of 2014, a World War II veteran sneaks out of his care home to attend the 70th anniversary of D-Day. But why... Oh, okay. Here it is. Okay, so it's a recent movie. Um, the 
they worked together before in 75 in the romantic English woman. Okay. So that picture of them, the black and white picture is from that movie. It's from the first movie. Yes. And then they recreated that for the great escaper. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how it's recreated really. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, they're not in the same. No, but in, in the first one, his hand is, is on his lap and they're holding hands. And I mean, it looks nothing like the pose they're in. I'm just saying, you know, just saying. So, and so did she shrink as she got older or did, is she sitting on an apple crate? And on an apple box in the black and white picture. Oh, I'm sure she shrunk. <laughs> she was also on the Muppet Show in 1976. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of her dressed as a pirate with a pirate puppet, pirate Muppet. Nice. I can't say I've probably seen anything that she's in. Well, you should. I should watch it all. You should watch the movie Nasty Habits. Nasty Habits. Okay. Yeah. It's about nuns. Oh. (laughs) Is it like an X-rated, like, nuns getting down and dirty? No. No? No, you'll have to watch it. Well, where's the fun in that? <laughs> the question is, can I watch it somewhere, though? Um, let's see. Nasty Habits Streaming. According to TV Guide, survey says, loading, please wait. Yeah, I don't think I can stream it anywhere. Do you have a DVD copy? Is it like, do I have what? Is it, do you have a DVD copy of it? You have it on your I account? do not. No. no, I do not. There's no TV airings over the next 14 days either. you'll have to put it on your watch list okay it's not even on YouTube oh I don't know if it is or not um uh no just the trailer So, oh well. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, The distribution right for the Hulk are coming. 
back to Marvel. I saw that they're they're getting Hulk and Namor. Yeah, just in time for the course, Namor sh- guy to be accused of sexual battery or whatever. So they should put him and Jonathan Major in a movie together. <laughs> Where they kill each other, <laughs> or whatever. Namor sacrifices himself in order to destroy Kang. Yes, that's it. And then they're they're rid of two problems. Well, throw Ezra Miller in there, and you know <laughs> you're all set. That's not that's not Marvel though. That's DC. Yeah, I know. Well, neither's Jonathan Kang, but or Jonathan Majors Kang. Well. Yeah, but that's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Never mind. <laughs> I caught up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marvel must be just going out of their minds with all these people that are, like, getting accused of shit now. Oh, I'm sure they are. They had a good long run. Maybe it's time for them to end. Well, I think it's because Robert Downey Jr. got all his shit over with before he even started making Marvel movies. Yeah. But if he was at the same age as, you know, these other actors, he'd probably be doing the same thing. Probably, yeah. You just can't get your break. Nope. Nope. I mean, I know if there were watch- other things during the Marvel stuff that was controversial, but like, you know, I think at one point Jeremy Renner was under investigation for like spousal abuse. Yes. But that that ended up not being true. So they were OK. All right. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Cut you off. Uh, there's a new Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus. I saw that. I was going to watch that. Yeah. Have you seen any of it? I have not seen any of it, but I saw an article where, uh, who is this? This is Jack Kirby's daughter. Okay. Put out this announcement. Um, saying that Stan Lee um, had the fortunate circumstance to have access to the corporate megaphone and media, and he used these to create his own mythos as to the creation of the Marvel character Pantheon. Basically saying that Stan Lee didn't do all the wonderful things people think he did, that there are other people that he kind of took credit from. Well, that's been, a, that's been a thing for years, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he's well because, with the exception stuff. of with the exception of Silver Surfer, I mean, Stan Lee is the listed as co-creator on all the Marvel characters. Right, and it's always been like Jack Kirby was the other half of that. Right. I know comic book fans understand that, and I I don't know if Marvel does. Um, I would like to think that if Jack Kirby had been alive for you know, the MCU run, they would have put him in there as well. And they've done, they've, I know they've done tributes to him in the movies. There are definitely like, like Thor Ragnarok, the, um, whatever the planet's name that they go to with all the junk on it is very much straight out of Jack Kirby 
issues. And so yeah. like, he's definitely been remembered by Marvel. Um, but it's, you know, any documentary is trying to tell a story. And right. if this documentary is all pro, um, Stan, Stan Lee. Lee, then they're definitely going to leave people out. Yeah. Which is a shame. I mean, it definitely, definitely was not a one person gig. You know, he was writing it. He wasn't drawing it. Right. And I'm sure like, you know, he just didn't have all these ideas. I'm sure other tons of other people were making shit that got. Oh yeah. That got contributed to him just because he was the public face. But I mean, I've also heard other stories that like he was nasty at one point to like people. Stanley. Yeah. And he was not like the lovable old man that everybody remembers. He may have turned into that, but like there might've been a time when he was kind of a dick. You know, I, I could totally see him being like, you know who I am? You know how I created all this? And people going, but you did. Right. But I'm Stan Lee, <laughs> Excelsior. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch that and see what spin they put on it. I mean, because that's the same thing with like Walt Disney. There's right. tons of stories where Walt is not the happy guy that the media portrayed him as. And like, you know, was he anti-Semitic? Was he, you know, did he not like women? Did he not like, there's all kinds of stories in the media of like who he could have truly been, Mm -hmm. but it's all been turned into, you know, it's all been spun into the legend that we know him as today. Sure. It would be interesting, though, like if you could talk to him now to see what his honest like take on everything that's going on is. Right. Because what if he was like, what if he was like anti pride? (laughs) Like that would just destroy people. I mean, he comes from a generation where that shit wasn't talked about. So who knows? Definitely. Well, and if it was talked about, it wasn't public knowledge because we didn't have social media. So no, there is no viral footage of him, you know, pushing a drag queen down a flight of stairs. (laughs) He did that shit in private. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, oh poor Walt isn't that how Walt Disney World gets his power isn't he under the castle spinning in a in a cryotube well everything but his head everything his, but head his head is still in Disneyland oh it's in a secret bookcase up in his office no it's an, I told you that story what it's it's in a a uh, refrigerated room underneath the animation building. Oh, really? Yes. Because <laughs> I went looking for it. Oh, did you? Yes, my friend 
Susie took me there because her husband was a projectionist like forever. And we were just walking around and we were underneath the animation building. And she's like, now somewhere in here, I found a door and I opened it. And there was like a panel on the wall that was like really cold. And it said Walt's head on it. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys couldn't find it? But we didn't. We didn't. We didn't find it. No. No. They knew you were coming. They moved it. That's right. To keep the mystery alive. That's funny. Yeah. It's probably the other side of some AC unit that gets like super cold. And so somebody would just put up a sign. This will get people that walk through the door. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was. You know, it's like written in sh- in Sharpie or something. <laughs> no, I would go as far as like making like a like a real plaque <laughs> and just putting it up and like without anybody knowing. And then people would be like, what the fuck? That'd be funny. That would you be funny. No. Are you going to get the new Dolly Parton album when it comes out? It's called Rockstar. Um, no. She duets with uh, Judas Priest. Well, I mean, Rob Halford will do anything for money, so out of that, I'm not surprised. Ah, <laughs> uh, true that. It looks interesting. But it's it doesn't look like there's a lot of really hard rockers on it like there's Ann Wilson from Harsh there's Paul McCartney and Ringo there's Sting there's Debbie Harry oh okay I mean I would think if she did something with Metallica that would be more newsworthy I mean I don't really want to hear her version of Purple Rain no no when she got that twang in there, you only see me standing in a well, purple rain. See, that's that's the thing. Like, these songs are iconic because of who sings them, right? And the way that they're sung, like, like Dolly had that thing where she put out um, "I Will Always Love You," and then Whitney Houston did it, and it became Whitney Houston's song. Right. And I don't see any of these like being like, oh my God, she's made an instant classic out of this. Like, I. Yeah. She does, well, and also, she wasn't allowed to perform I Will Always Love You after the movie, came, after Whitney came out with it. That was right. part of the contract. Right. I mean, it's she's 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 being featured along with like Joan Jett and the Blackhearts for I Hate Myself for Loving You. Yeah. Um, the bygone song is Rob Halford, Nikki Six, and John Five, which is probably the heaviest that I see on here. Okay. But like, she's also like, I don't want to hear her version of "We Are the Champions." Like, th- no, no. But but we will rock you. Is that on here too? No. Bohemian Rhapsody? 
It's just not her style of music. No, it's not. Like, who was the, was it, who was the old guy who started doing rock albums? The old guy? Yeah. Pat Boone did a rock album. Yes, he did one. Um, oh God, where he name? did he did legit um, heavy metal stuff. Right, and so did um, in a metal mood. Oh God, what is his name? He played Count the Dooku. The old guy. He played Count Dooku. Christopher. Christopher Lee. Lee. Christopher Lee. He did a bunch of like metal albums too. And it's like, especially for Christopher Lee, like he's got the voice for it. Like, right. Like he's not, he wasn't a singer that was singing country songs and then was like, I'm going to do a metal album. Right. Like, and f- this is like rock at the v- the very least like this isn't hard rock this isn't metal I don't really care about her singing with Kid Rock no like he's a douchebag so why would you even want to work yeah why is she singing with Kid Rock I don't know I think this that'll get her that'll get her canceled (laughs) this was just a bunch of shit where they were like hey who could we get to sing with Dolly Well, Pat Boone did Smoke on the Water, Panama, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Enter Sandman, Paradise City, Crazy Train, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Then there was also a movie, a record called Rock Swings by Paul Anka. Okay. Okay. yeah, I have that one too. Uh, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, It's My Life, Everybody Hurts, Wonderwall, Black Hole Sun, Jump, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Eyes Without a Face, Love Cats, and Tears in Heaven. Interesting. And then, then there was a compilation album called Loungeapalooza. I think it was called Loungeapalooza, <laughs> where Steve and Edie Gourmet sang Black Hole Sun. Yes, it was called Loungeapalooza. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, some of these just does not scream like hard rock or like rock to me at all. No, no, they're more pop. Like, do I really want to hear a version of Stairway to Heaven with her and Lizzo? No, because I can't see either one of them singing that song. Right, exactly. So unless they totally change her sound, I don't see how this works. They're not. Are any of the tracks like released yet? Uh, the Judas Priest one is, and I think Magic Man is released.
let's hear a couple of seconds of this. This is Bygones featuring Rob Halford. This is riveting podcasting. I mean, that's not a good song. I'm sorry. No? No. No. Good try, Dolly, but come on. (laughs) He's just thirsty for relevance. But she doesn't need to be. I mean, she's like one of those... You talk about like, you know, there's always those questions on Reddit, like aliens show up and who do you send as a, as the, the emissary of earth. And she's always in the top five. She's, Oh, it's like Dolly Parton is the person that you need to send for humanity. And so she doesn't really need to do this. No, no. I mean, I'd rather her be like, um, you know, there's there's all those like Dolly Parton mysteries about right. her. Like like she always wears long sleeves and there's this idea that she's got like her arms covered in tattoos. <laughs> like show us that. Don't don't do songs with fucking right. Rob Halford. Cause that's just weird. Yeah. Well, you know, as the world burns, you can listen to that, I guess. Okay. That'll be have great. a listening party. Yeah. As everything collapses in on itself, sure. Yeah. You know, party at the end of the world. That's right. Go out kicking and screaming. <laughs> Good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No? All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Excuse me while I whip this out.